Hey, it's Markay from the Markay Show. You hear me every day from 10 a.m. to noon on News 104.5 WOKV. First of all, thanks for listening to the Markay Show podcast. Second, if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to the Burrish Daily Discussion podcast and Jacksonville's morning news interviews. And don't forget to head to iTunes and Google Play and leave a review. Thanks for listening. I've got to get Mark K more time on the air. Be careful what you wish for, Jacksonville. You just might get it. We get want it. us some Mark K. We're entertaining meets informative. You make it easier to go to work knowing I get to listen to you for two hours a day. Local stories, local issues. Just call it like it is. You are standing solid on truth. I love your show, brother. Two full hours of the Mark K Show starts, starts right now. Man, I have to I have to tell you, I have to admit something that I totally, my wife told me not to admit. She said, don't you dare tell anybody. But uh, I totally forgot to vote yesterday. <laughs> I had a, she's like, you can't tell people you forgot to vote. I totally, I'm not going to lie. I cannot tell a lie. I was going to vote. And I remember that there was a vote. And I was like, oh, yeah, I got to go do that. And then all of a sudden it was like 7 o'clock. And I was sitting down, eating dinner, watching Wheel of Fortune. And I go, there's, I, there's something. What did I not do today? And then I started seeing, I started getting, you know, polls are closed, election results coming soon. I was like, oh, that's right. I forgot to, uh, forgot to vote. That's all right. I'll get them again next time. And I'll get them. I think everyone I was going to vote for anyway, I think they did okay. But uh, I voted, I remember voting for these people once already. This whole runoff election thing, I just thought it just seems like a big, just seems like a big uh, waste of time and energy. But I guess it all worked out in the end. Enough people went out to vote that uh, we don't have to go, thank, thank God, vote again. Which was um, anyway. I'll put it. I'll make a. I'll, I'll do a better. I'll do a better job uh, in 2020. Make <laughs> make sure that I get. If anyone else forgot to vote, it's, well, it's too late now. There's nothing you can do unless you're a Democrat, which I think you can still vote. Um, if you're a Democrat, I think the, the, you can still vote for days, especially if you're one in one of those counties that the Russians have inter- interfered with, or if you're in Palm Beach or Broward County, which may actually be the two counties that the Russians interfered with. Uh, we're not really sure. Anyway, what's up, everybody? My name's Mark Kay. Uh, this is the Mark Kay Show, and we are really excited today because, first of all, we have the really loud generator on right outside, which was perfect. Way to go, whoever decided to place the generator right outside of the the generator. What did I say? Said janitor. The janitor. Oh, <laughs> you know why? It's because I have that. I have that image of the pilots who made the um, phallus in the sky. So I'm thinking of genitalia and generator at the same time. That's kind of how my mind works. Anyway, the generator, they put it right outside the radio station. So if you hear this loud droning, uh, moaning tone, it's not my voice. It's just, uh, you know, it's whatever's going on downstairs. But we've got a lot of great stuff going on today. First, it's whatever you want Wednesday. So this is where we basically do no work whatsoever. And we let you guys decide what you want to talk about. We let you guys say, hey, I got a question about this. Or, hey, I just want to be arch about this. Or, hey, I got a problem with this. Or, hey, can you explain to me this? Maybe you just want to call in and, you know, uh, do impressions. Listen, my name is Donald J. Trim. Now, whatever you want, whatever you want Wednesday today. That's the rule. 855-765-1045. Uh, you can also leave us an open mic message, too, um, if you want. I'm so tired of Iraq. I got Iraq. Nophobia. Yeah, or you could leave us a cheesy dad joke, which is always uh that's always exciting too. We really we really enjoy that kind of stuff too. Eight five five seven six five one oh four five is the number. We did get one open mic though that I want to start off with because I think this is important. And this trade war with China still continues to dominate the news. And I've heard this question pop up more and more, so I wanted to take a minute just to address it because we did get an open mic about it. Hey Mark, what exactly is a tariff? That's a great question. That's a great question, and I happen to have a great answer because uh, I this is the one like one of the five things I actually know a little bit about um, are are tariffs. And the thing here's the thing: tariffs are actually not a bad thing. A lot of people, a lot of people in the press, a lot of times in the media, you see, you know, Donald Trump is going to is going to impose a tariff, and it makes it sound really bad, but it's really not all that bad. And tariffs have been around forever. And I mean, I think the first tariff, George Washington, I think, uh, levied the first tariff right after the right after the Revolutionary War because they didn't have any money. And basically what you think about is when in a global economy like ours, when you have people in China that are that are creating products that are sold here, basically working for Americans, uh, they don't pay taxes on any of that stuff. You know, they don't they don't they don't do anything to um, basically, you know, support our ecosystem. Uh, they don't do anything at all that supports our manufacturing and our manufacturing jobs. And a lot of times tariffs were basically put in place to protect American workers and American manufacturing. There was an article that uh, Patrick Buchanan wrote 
somewhere. I read it online. But he basically said, um, he said a tariff may be described as a sales or consumption tax paid by the consumer. Tariffs are discretionary and optional. And this is something that a lot of people don't realize. Just because we put tariffs on Chinese goods doesn't mean you're going to be paying that. If you buy something from China, yes, you will pay a tariff. You will pay more for it. If you're consuming Chinese goods, then you're going to pay more for that product because of the tariff. But if you don't want to buy a Chinese good, if you want to buy something, say, from Canada or Vietnam or Mexico or, you know what, something that was made right here in the good U.S. of A., then you don't pay the tariff. There will be no change to the price of that product. It's a consumption tax. It's something, you know, if you ever listen to Neil Bortz when he was on the station, he talked about it all the time, about uh, about the fair tax, which is a consumption tax, which means you pay tax on the things you consume and there's no income tax. And he described how beneficial that was and how great that would be for America and American and the American economy. So it's really it's really kind of a cool thing. The other thing that you have to realize is that tariffs were there to protect manufacturing jobs in America. And a lot of the most prosperous times in our history were right after we enacted tariffs. And the these the small economic downturn we saw when Donald Trump first started tweeting about the tariffs and attacking China and they started tweeting back or, you know, basically they don't tweet. They just announced, hey, we're going to jack up tariffs on you guys too, June 1st. That was a small correction, but it's popping back up. And in the long run, the American economy will definitely be stronger as we've seen. In history, I mean, one of the few things that Democrats and Republicans have ever been able to agree on is raising tariffs. And it goes all the way back to like Thomas Jefferson and John Adams and Alexander Hamilton, who all hated each other. But they they enacted the tariff of 1816 to price British textiles out of competition. Basically, it was revenge for the tea tax that started this country in the first place. And it was an, it was an ability, it was a way for people to buy American. It was a way to punish the British and it was a way to raise money on the people that just had to have, that just had to have the British goods and services. But it's, it's, it's a revenue generating thing here. Think about this. The Japanese companies. I'm sorry, the Chinese companies, the Chinese companies that make all the iPhones, the Chinese companies that make all the squishy toys that the girls love and some of the boys, the Chinese companies that make all the clothes and the fake Nikes and the fake Louis Vuitton bags and all these things that you buy, they don't pay any taxes to the United States of America. They basically get to work, they get our money, and it's free. There's no sales tax, there's no income tax, there's no uh, payroll tax, none of that. So we are losing out on all of that revenue. When you put a tariff on it, you're basically now collecting the same amount of money you would be collecting from an American worker. Because an American worker pays tax on the salary they make when they create something. The American business pays payroll tax on their on the employees that they that they uh, that they pay every single month. And of course there's all the other consumer taxes and the sales taxes. So the taxes that the Chinese don't pay because they don't live in America are recuperated via tariffs. And the tariffs we've had on our Chinese compatriots have been ridiculously low compared to the tariffs that they put on us. Basically, what happens is if you go to China and you want to buy American, it's going to cost you more than if you're here in America and you want to buy something Chinese. Whereas it should be at least equal, and that's uh, that's a big deal. So don't think that a tariff is a bad thing. Don't think that raising tariffs is a bad thing. And don't think that in the end, China's not going to feel the burn, to steal a, a quote from Bernie Sanders and all his supporters, uh, then more so than we will. You probably, if you want, if you go to the store and you see something and the price has gone up, it's because it's from China. So just keep looking around, go to a different store. You can find that same item, and it was made here in the United States, and the price will be exactly the same as it was before all this stuff happened. 855-765-1045. Great question, by the way, whoever sent that in. Bravo. Thanks. We need more of that. Whatever you want Wednesday. If you've got a question, if you've got an answer, if you've got a complaint, uh, anything at all. If you've got a dad joke, 855-765-1045. Quick break. More of the Marque Show coming up on News 104.5 WOKV. 
This is the Markay Show. My name is Markay. Thanks so much for joining us today, folks. 855-765-1045. It's whatever you want Wednesday, which means we're going to talk about whatever you want to talk about. Uh, no work for us, more work for you, but a lot of fun, too. Also, a quick, quick programming note. If you're trying to watch online, usually why you watch on the Facebook or the Twitch or Periscope, wherever you're watching, uh, we are having a little technical difficulty. We don't know. <laughs> I think they, somebody forgot to pay the Internet bill. So we have no none of the Internet, which makes it difficult to do our job and also broadcast on the Internet. But we're working on that. We're going to just blame the other Josh because it's probably his fault anyway. 855-765-1045. Greg in Orange Park. How you doing, Greg? Greg, you there? Maybe we forgot to maybe we forgot to pay our phone bill too. <laughs> That's good. Oh, I see. It's going to be one of those whatever you want Wednesdays, where it's actually whatever I want to talk about because we have no phones and no internet. Let's try Eric in Jacksonville. Eric, how are you? Hey, I'm here, Mark. Oh, whoa, I'm look at that. How are you, dude? Hey, you know what? I feel a little bit better now that I know I can talk to people. Uh, what's up, man? How are you? What do you want to say today on this whatever you want Wednesday? Hey, I just wanted to tell you that my wife and I. We wanted to get uh, in front of the tariffs because we didn't want to pay them, so we went out and had Chinese food last night. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I believe that uh, that's a smart idea. Also, any night's a good night for Chinese food. Also, I don't know if they actually import that stuff from China, but that's a good question. Um, David from Jacksonville, how are you? Hey, man, what's up? Hey, what's up, man? Uh, what do you want to say on whatever you want Wednesday? Okay, so my daughter, I see her this morning. And then she said, I ranting about how shoelaces suck. So, and I'm like, well, did you tell them about us? Because we actually invented something to take care of that. David, hold on. Your phone crapped out like three times because, you know, again, we're having, it's like technical difficulty Wednesday today. Tell me again from the beginning what happened. So my, my daughter, I see her this morning and she said she hears this guy ranting about how shoelaces suck so bad. And I'm like, what did you call and tell them that we have the solution? Okay. All right, let me give people the background. For those of you that don't know, uh, from 530 to 10, I host another show on another radio station. And we got into a conversation about uh, shoelaces and how much I hate them. And that is is why I wear mostly slip-ons. I wear Vans. I wear a lot of Converse All-Stars that are, you know, elasticized so I don't have to worry about tying shoes because I just don't have time for it anymore. Um, And that was, like I said, that was a conversation we had earlier. David, you have some kind of solution. I do have a solution. It's called, is it, I, you know, I was going to call the earlier show, but I'd never listened to that. My daughter does. Yeah. <laughs> but then I heard you here and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to call. So right. The name of so, the thing is, it's called Rip Laces, like rest in peace laces. Oh, that's good. Um, born on the West Side makes any shoe a slip on. And we've actually got world-class athletes all over the world that never done any marketing. So this is my biggest marketing campaign that's going on <laughs> right now. Calling the show. <laughs> what? It's called Ripple Wait, where are you located? We are, we're on the west side, but obviously we're online and we're also on Amazon. Okay, and how do you make any shoe a slip-on? Is that proprietary or is it something you can, like, is it easy? Do you have to, like, cut the shoe open oh, we- and... No, no, it's uh, it's patented, but basically you get different size bungees, so it goes across from each eyelet, and you can set the exact tension at each eyelet based on what size bungee you put there. Oh my God, that's you got genius! This little piece, this little piece that holds the bungee in place at each eyelet, which we can customize, so we can print your face on it or your dog's face or anything you want. Or you're ready, we're going to do your logo. Wait, what? And you could put my logo on a bungee cord shoelace that doesn't require me to tie my shoe ever again? Exactly. Oh, hang on one second, David. That's amazing. That's genius. 855-765-1045. Also, we're going to put you in touch with our sales department. Uh, They'll send you a bill for the promo. Uh, Greg from Orange Park. How are you, Greg? Greg? That's twice we (laughs) That's twice we tried. down in uh, Clay County. Oh, there he is. With the hired help. Hi, Greg. How are you? I'm fine. Oh, good. Let's, uh, let's laugh about or talk about the uh, Mr. Daniels down in Clay County, how he's messing with the hired help. Sheriff Daniels, you mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. Daryl. Oh, yeah, he's no, what's uh, your, yeah, because he's got to, well, what's happening? He's getting stalked by some woman he used to be messing around with or something, right? Well, she declares she's not stalking him, that uh, she was, uh, I think, interviewed saying she didn't stalk him. She's a former or a... I guess worked down at the jail in Duval County. Yeah, correct. saying that they had uh, 
they had relations in his office. So that changes everything. Well, but, but uh, I, apparently that's over now. So if if it's over and then she tr- keeps, you know, coming in contact with him and there was something about her showing up with a gun in her glove box or something like that, I remember. Uh, she's a registered concealed weapons holder. Well, and then I guess, locked in the glove box. Oh, then I guess there's no problem with that. I guess, yeah. So what do you want to say about him? You just think it's you think just think it's funny, or you think what he should step down, or what? Well, I think yeah, he needs to step down. But there's yeah. also a possibility that there's one in the oven that uh, uh, that they're reporting on, and uh, nobody's admitted to it. Of course, he won't answer the phone. His phone, he's out of town, and his phone doesn't work um, outside of Clay County. I don't yeah. guess, so he doesn't want to comment on this. But right. you know, there's one thing that people don't realize about. Uh, Daniels is uh, his graduate degree is uh, in ministry, so you know he could teach us all a lesson by this. Yeah, he sure could. Hey, thanks so much for calling. We appreciate it. I hadn't heard that other part that he was talking about, but I know that there is a little bit of a little bit of a scandal going on with the Clay County Sheriff. But hey, it's Clay County. I mean, there's not a lot to do over there. Eight five five. You got the fair. You got an affair. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. This is the Marque Show. It's whatever you want Wednesday. If you can get through on the phones, you can talk about whatever you want. Probably best to just leave us an open mic message. Uh, we'll be right back after the news on News one zero four point five WOKV. I've got to get Marque more time on the air. Be careful what you wish for, Jacksonville. You just might get it. We want us some Marque. We're entertaining meets informative. You make it easier to go to work knowing I get to listen to you for two hours. Day. Local stories, local issues. Just call it like it is. You are standing solid on truth. I love your show, brother. This is the Mark K Show on News 104.5 WOKV. So, uh, Ken on Twitch, even though we're not broadcasting right now, wrote, the app is not even working. I cannot listen at all. They are having some major issues over there. Uh, yeah, we have major issues. We're, we're full. We got all kinds of issues. And we're just, we're great. But here's the thing. I think we fixed it. So if you're, uh, if you're not on the mobile app, go on there now. Try to listen. Uh, you can stream the show. And also, if you want to leave us an open mic message for whatever you want Wednesday, you can go ahead and try that too. Go, you know what? Go ahead and leave us an open mic message anyway. And let's just see if it comes through. Because like I said, I think somebody hit control, alt, delete on something and, uh, and got the system working again. Fun fact. I apparently was the first person to bring this to the attention of the engineering department. Uh, which is weird because usually I'm the last to know anything. But in this case, it was totally opposite. I was apparently the first one to report it, which then made me a little troubled because that means that there's 200 people in this building and not one of them is on the Internet and realizing that there's a problem, which, again, like I said, is not surprising at all. But uh, but, you know, it, it, there should be there should be more. There should be someone monitoring this at all times. Uh, the other Josh is here. Uh, the other Josh, I think they fixed it. Uh, well, we can hope so. Yeah, so I'm saying you should restart the stream oh, because okay. I think it's. I'll be right back. I'm oh, looking yeah. at the uh, I'm looking at the speeds the now. Speeds are looking great. It looks like great we're speeds. all <laughs> we should... good job fixing those speeds, Mark. <laughs> Thanks. All, all I did was send a panicky text message to our uh, chief of IT, which about which which really does the case. If you if you like, here's the thing: if you want something done, you have to act like the world is about to end. This is something I learned from studying politicians and politics and people like Donald Trump. If you really want people to take action. You really you can't pretend like there's like a minor issue. For example, if, if let's say the internet's down during your live radio show and you can't broadcast internationally, it's a problem. So you say to the engineer, "Hey, guess what? Um, uh, there's a little bit of an issue. Can you take a look at the internet? That's not going to get anything done. But if you send like a bunch of OMG face emojis and fire and go, "Oh my God, everything's wrong." That's typically what I do. I just say everything's going wrong exclamation point and I send that out to the IT guy. He always answers that. I mean, if you if you're vague and really hyper hyperactive about the whole thing, people people will uh, will take notice. Jim on the north side. Hey, Jim, how are you? Hey, Mark. Um, I just had a couple of things I want to comment on. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, well, it's whatever you want Wednesday. So whatever you want to talk about. Okay. The first one was I've been listening to not not all, but most of these people that are running for president on the Democratic side. Oh yeah, there's and, a lot of them. And, yeah, and uh, one thing came to mind: we can't let any of them within a thousand miles of that White House. Yeah, and uh, also uh, Alexander Ocasio Cortez. Yeah, I hear, I hear so many Republicans saying, "Well, she needs to just sit down and shut up." No, 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 no. Let her keep talking because she's the best friend Donald Trump has. You know, you, those are both great points that you bring up, Jim. Both great points. First of all, you're right. None of those candidates should be allowed anywhere near the White House. We already had one of them in the White House, and that was eight years of horribleness. Uh, and the other thing about Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is you're right on the money. She is, she is going to single-handedly 
push several of these Democratic candidates out of the race. Most notably, uh, she's attacking Joe Biden. And the thing about Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is she's not just a Democrat. She's a young Democrat. And the only person more egotistical than a Democrat is a young Democrat. The only thing that is worse than a Democrat is a millennial Democrat because they think that they know everything. More so, I mean, Democrats think that they know everything, but millennials, I guess they, they know that they know everything. And the, and the difference is they really know nothing. I mean, here is a 29-year-old woman who really believes that you can ban air travel. She really believes that you can rebuild every building in the United States of America. She really believes that these opinions are popular. And she really believes that there is a, a damaging debt, that we have 12 years left. 12 years, you know, 12 years ago, Al Gore was, was still pumping out his, we've got 12 years left, left, uh, left of a narrative. And we, every 12 years, we have 12 years left, 12 years left. This is the kind of thing that's happening. Now, what she's doing is she's attacking Joe Biden. And this is not good news for any of the Democrats, especially Joe Biden, because she does have a younger audience. She's the most followed Democrat on Twitter. She's out there teaching other Democrats how to use Twitter, how to use social media. She's in she's right in there with Bernie Sanders and she's attacking Joe Biden, basically saying, hey, this guy 30 years ago didn't give a rat's patootie about the environment. This guy 30 years ago when he was in the Senate had a chance to do something about the environment. This guy 30 years ago when he was in control turned a blind eye to the environment. Didn't care about it at all. Now why should we believe him? Now, 30 years later, why should we believe Joe Biden? Why should we believe Joe Biden when he says he's sorry for the Anita Hill uh, fiasco? Why should we believe Joe Biden when he says he's all environmentally friendly? Why should we believe Joe Biden when he says anything that contradicts his entire Washington resume? This is the problem with Joe Biden. Joe Biden has too much experience in the swamp. Joe Biden has too many votes. Joe Biden has too many bad platforms. Joe Biden has too many agenda items that he supported. Joe Biden has too many failures. Joe Biden has too many friends who are criminals and have held elective office and may be proven to be even bigger criminals than we originally thought. Joe Biden is too Joe Biden to become president. And if he doesn't have the full support of the Democratic Party, especially Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, especially the young millennial Democrats who know everything, I mean, then he's he's definitely got a problem. So you're right when you say, let her keep talking, <laughs> because if we get, let her keep talking. We don't need to attack Joe Biden. She's going to do it for us. And Ilhan Omar, they're all going to they're all going to come after Joe Biden eventually. And once Joe Biden falls and once Bernie Sanders loses, I mean, what what's left? Donald Trump is really the only electable candidate on either side of the aisle. And that includes the third party because Schultz. Oh, by the way, did you hear about Mark Cuban? Mark Cuban was interviewed on someplace. He phoned into some some I think it was some like uh, TV talk show, whatever. And they started asking him about uh, being president and running for president because he's mentioned he's floated that idea a couple times. And Mark Cuban, you know, he's look, Mark Cuban is doing something that is not dumb because it's the exact same thing Donald Trump did to get elected. What Mark Cuban is doing is attacking the current president, which is how Donald Trump got his start by attacking Barack Obama. Mark Cuban is a billionaire who's saying you need a Washington outsider to lead this country and that politicians are the worst people for the job. And that's exactly what Donald Trump did. He was a billionaire investor. He was an outsider. And he started his political career by toying, you know, not, not, not saying one way or the other whether or not he would run, uh, and then attacking whoever was currently in office. Here's a little bit of what Mark Cuban said. Nobody right now. I think what people... Hold on, let me shut this up for you. They asked him, the question was, which one of these 22 Democrats can beat Donald Trump? Who has the best shot? Nobody right now. I think what people are missing is... You know, if you look at why people voted for Donald Trump, in my opinion, it was because he was first and foremost, it was because he wasn't a politician. And look, you know, if you if, if you look at the Democratic field, it's all politicians. Yeah, it's all politicians, every single one of them. There's not one outsider. And now you've got you've got Pete Buttigieg, who is barely a politician because all he's done is be the mayor of South Bend, Indiana. And think about this. Look at who is gaining in popularity. Pete Buttigieg, who has the the smallest platform, the smallest record to vote on. They're trying to dig up stuff on this guy. He's been the mayor of South Bend, Indiana. That's it. 
He has no other platform positions. He has no national votes in, in Congress or in the Senate. You look at you look at Joe Biden's record. And, and the reason Joe Biden's number one right now is because he has this name recognition. I mean, he was vice president of the United States of America. Everybody in the world knows who that guy is. That's why he's got the uh, the 30 point lead on Bernie or the 20 point lead on Bernie. But Bernie Sanders has a record in Congress that he has to answer for. Cory Booker, record in, in the Senate that he has to answer for. Uh, Elizabeth Warren. These are all politicians. Kamala Harris. They all have already explained to you via their votes, via their platforms, via their prior elections, who they are and what they are. Pete Buttigieg, nobody even knows how to pronounce the guy's name, let alone what he, which way he's voted. That's why he's so popular. That's why Barack Obama, Barack Obama was uh, elected president after not even a full term in the Senate. People are like, how can that be? Because he didn't have enough dumb votes for us to judge his agenda on. We didn't know what kind of a socialist whack job that guy was until he became president of the United States. Joe Biden, however, has a long trail of breadcrumbs that lead back to to deep Democratic ties in Washington. He has a long trail of of broken promises to which not only Republicans, but the Democrats can point to. And the newer millennial Bernie Sanders loving environmentalist Democrats like AOC just don't believe Joe Biden has changed. And that is great news for someone like Donald Trump. Here's what Mark Cuban thinks about Joe. Bi- oh, you know, we got to take a break. All right. In just a minute, I'll tell you, I'll play you the clip of what uh, Mark Cuban thinks about Joe Biden and his answer when he was asked, are you going to run? That's coming up. 855-765-1045. Whatever you want, Wednesday continues. You got something you want to talk about? Give us a buzz. Send us an open mic message. We'll do it next on News 104.5 WOKV. This is me recording a message sample, which Mark K. just asked for. All right, it works. It works. Perfect. Everything's all systems are go. We're back on Twitch. We're back on Facebook. The mobile app is back. And check it out. We've got uh, we're getting some open mics, which is fantastic. 855-765-1045. You can download that app if you haven't already. It's really handy. Not only can you communicate with our show um, in the best possible way, which is one way communication. One way communication is awesome because what happens is you can tell me something and I can't interrupt you or cut you off or disagree with you until after the uh, the entire thing is played. Um, the other thing that's great about it is you can stream the show anywhere in the world and of course you can get all the mobile updates for for example yesterday when the polls closed and we got the results of the election i got a message from wokv on my mobile app and i thought to myself damn it i totally forgot to vote so uh anyway but they did that i tried to get them to open the uh Open the polls back up for me, but they told me. They said, no, they only do that for Democrats and Russians. 855-765-1045. It is whatever you want Wednesday. So if there's something you have a question about or you want to talk about or you want to ask me or you want to just uh, complain about, by all means, this is your time. This is your time to take over the entire broadcast and tell us, you know, whatever you want. All right. Whatever you want Wednesday. How do you pronounce the second month of the year? Is it February or February? What is it? It's uh, February. I will, of course, uh, have the other Josh who was born in that month uh, reiterate. How do you pronounce that, Josh? I might have to go to the library to look at a book to see how to pronounce it. Okay. Uh, 855-765-1045. Let's get back to Mark Cuban because Mark Cuban is toying with a run for president. Mark Cuban, you may know from Shark Tank, which is the other similarity we have with Donald Trump. You have a billionaire reality TV show star. Who is who is openly criticizing the current president of the United States and is is teasing a potential run for president himself. This is exactly how Donald Trump got his start. This is exactly how Donald Trump did it. Donald Trump was a billionaire reality TV show star. Donald Trump started criticizing Barack Obama and attacking Barack Obama and demanding his birth certificate and going on and on about what a horrible president he was. And Donald Trump teased a run for the White House several times times before he actually went ahead and did it and won. And so Mark Cuban, I think, smartly, because, you know, you never reinvent the wheel. That's what entrepreneurs will tell you. You don't reinvent the wheel. You just do what everyone else has already done. And that's how you make money. Well, he's thinking, if I want to be president, why don't I just do what Donald Trump did? Why don't I become a billionaire? Check. Go on a reality TV show? Check. Uh, criticize the president? Check. And then tell people that I may or may not be running myself. There's nobody that really stands out, even though Biden's leading the polls. I, I like, you know, Vice President Biden. I think he's smart. I, I think he could do a decent job, but I think it's still way too early to tell. 
and you know, I think a lot of there's a lot of change yet to come. Yeah, he said there's a lot of people out there who are too political. They don't have the charisma. They can't get the votes. They can't get the people behind them. And so they asked him, "Hey, would you do it?" You, you haven't heard anything from me for a reason, and we'll keep it that way. Ah, <laughs> oh, so there he is. The vague answer that he potentially could be contemplating a run for president. Mark Cuban from Shark Tank could be contemplating a third party. And he said it would be an, on, an, on an independent ticket. He wouldn't run as a Republican. He wouldn't get the nomination. He wouldn't run as a Democrat. There's already 22 other people running, and one of them pretty much almost has it tied up, almost has this whole thing wrapped up, and we haven't even really gotten to it, uh, to the, to the uh, actual primaries yet. And so that leaves one party left. That's the independent uh, contender. The Green Party or just, you know, any anyone at all who just decides to throw their hat into the ring. Is he going to take his Dallas Mavericks hat and toss it in to the presidential arena? We're going to find out. We're gonna, I don't think he will because he doesn't like to lose. And I'm pretty sure that there's no I mean, Joe Biden, uh, he said it himself. They asked him who will be Trump. Nobody right now. Nobody right. There's nobody out there. You have 22 career politicians who are attacking Donald Trump, attacking his agenda, attacking what he does for this country, attacking his record, attacking his character, attacking his taxes, attacking his family, attacking his entire campaign, attacking everything about the guy, attacking his tweets. But there's nothing they can do. They can they can keep attacking, but they're not making a dent. And even Mark Cuban knows knows who's going to beat Donald Trump. Nobody right now. And probably not in two years. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four, five. Quick break. More of whatever you want Wednesday coming up on News 104.5 WOKV. Y'all got to get Mark K. More time on the air. Be careful what you wish for, Jacksonville. You just might get it. We want us some Mark K. We're entertaining meets informative. You make it easier to go to work knowing I get to listen to you for two hours a day. Local stories, local issues. Just call it like it is. You are standing solid on truth. I love your show, brother. This is the Mark K. Show on News 104.5 WOKV. Uh, that's a bummer that we're out of the running for the Space Force. I hope it wasn't because I said we don't need to go to the moon. I hope that wasn't the problem because I don't want to get the blame for us being out of the running for the Space Force. I was really excited about Florida being the home of the Space Force. And I know that, you know, we have a long history with the space program, as we discussed a little bit yesterday. But Colorado, I don't know about that. It just seems, I mean, I don't, I guess, you know, it does, I don't think it's landing pads and things like that. I don't think it's where these things are going to be taking off. It's just the headquarters. It's going to be a lot of buildings with a lot of technology and computers and a lot of guys in ties going, you know, uh, Roger 298, what's your copy? You know, that kind of stuff. I, if they still do that. Um, so I think that's what they were looking for, the actual headquarters, much like you have the Pentagon. I mean, there's no, there's no tanks or warships at the Pentagon. That's just the, that's just the central location for, um, you know, for the army and the and the in the armed forces and things like that. So yeah, we're when it comes to launching things into space, have no fear, folks. We are going to be front and center of of launching things into space uh, because that's how you know that that's what that's what we're that's what we're really known for. Florida, Texas, all those places. We have we have a nice flat, clear um, area. We have no hills. We've got nice clear skies for ninety percent of the day when it, we don't have torrential downpours. But again, those clear out pretty quickly. It's always warm. Uh, you know, you have to worry about things freezing and stuff. So, so I think when I think we're talking about just the logistical operations, not the actual. Not the actual um, launching of spaceships, and that's why Colorado is still one of the states in the running. That's right. They want to choose Colorado for the space command because you can't go to space without getting high. I see what you did there, Craig in Jacksonville. Hey, thanks so much for calling the Marquee Show. What do you want to say today, Craig? Craig. Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. What's up, man? Hey, sorry about that. Uh, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing great. It's whatever you want Wednesday, so you get to take over. What do you want to talk about? What? Well, you were talking about Mark Cuban and criticizing Trump and yeah. how he's, you know, toying with, uh, you know, running for president. My question is, is what is what is Mark Cuban? And I, I've not paid enough attention to what he's saying, but what does he not like about what Trump's doing? Because Trump is the I mean, I think has done a pretty good job with the economy and Mark Cuban and being a businessman. Uh, what is it he particularly doesn't like about Trump that would make him want to run against him? There, you know, there has been a uh, Mark Cuban and Donald Trump have always had kind of animosity toward each other. Uh, it goes way, way back. I'm trying to think. Uh, I'm trying to think what the first. There have been a couple of different episodes. Um, in 2016, I know that Mark Cuban really kind of led into Trump or didn't want to uh, didn't think he would be a good president or something. And I think that's when he really started coming out against him. 
Um, but nothing so it's not really a po- necessarily a policy. It's more of a personality. He just doesn't like Trump, I guess. Well, they're both. I mean, they're both rich egomaniacs. So of course, that's you know, they they a lot of times that's you true. rub each other the wrong way. I don't know that they've ever been cozy with each other. But uh, during the 2016 race, I remember Mark Cuban coming out. And he was saying that uh, I think he accused him of not even knowing what the issues were. I think he may have been one of the early people that accused him of uh, it all being a publicity stunt, which is ironic because that's probably what Mark Cuban's doing right now as well. I mean, he does. He's the king of the publicity stunt. So uh, I think it's just a general dislike of Donald Trump or a general. I don't think he should be president. I, I Again, I don't think it has anything to do with economics because you're right. Mark Cuban is a billionaire. But Mark Cuban's one of those guys who's going to figure out a way to capitalize on a good economy or a bad economy. You know, he's not he's not. Right. I mean, he, he owns a basketball team and sports is fairly recession proof. Uh, and he's also got a lot of other, you know, fantastic ventures that are making him a ton of money. Um, and he's investing in things all the time. And he's on TV and he's famous and his brand is building and he can go out and he can speak to people and he can get one hundred thousand dollars to talk for an hour. So Mark Cuban's doing fine. Um, I think this is just like like I said earlier, just a chance for him to get his name back into the papers and for him to capitalize on the upcoming election. But I, like I said, I don't think there's anything particular about Donald Trump other than the fact that he's Donald Trump, much like most people that hate the guy. Uh, Doodah Man, how are you, Doodah Man? Yeah, good morning. I got two, perfect timing here. I got two quotes. Mark Cuban, right before Trump's elected, he says, if Trump's elected, I'm going to sell all my stocks because the stock market will never recover. Oh, see, there so you go. That work out. And then <laughs> second, Biden, he's talking about the Second Amendment. He says, what you do if you got a burglar around your house is you go out in the back porch and you shoot a shotgun in the air. Well, in the state where Biden lives, you do that and you'll get arrested. Yeah. You guys are morons. Yeah. No, I mean, look, there's uh, there. <laughs> It is true. It is true. You have to. The Democrats will try. To, well, here's the thing. The Democrats tend to pander and they will try to pander to uh, constituencies just to get their vote. The the most famous one was Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton pandered. Dad. Remember when she used the southern accent in when she was giving a speech about going home, whatever. Then she was on that uh, hip hop radio show and she talked about how she had a bottle of hot sauce in her purse all the time because she was she's pandering to the audience. Whereas Republicans typically don't do that. And Donald Trump, Donald Trump, you know, people will accuse him of pandering to his base. But if it's your base, it's not pandering. Pandering is when you are you are standing up in front of an audience who doesn't support you or who you're trying to get something out of. And you give them what they want and you tell them what they want to hear. And you try to become what that's pandering. And Donald Trump doesn't do that. Donald Trump will walk in front of any audience and tell them the same message. Make America great again. Make America rich again. Make America strong again. He doesn't pander to anybody. He'll, he'll tell the press exactly how it is. He doesn't try to convince anyone or impress anybody. He's got the same message. The difference is it's a good, strong, solid message that resonates with a lot of people. And the people that hate him, he's not gonna, he wouldn't talk to a, to a, uh, to a pro-choice crowd and try to pander to them. He wouldn't talk to, uh, you know, an environmentalist wacko crowd and try to pander to them. He's gonna tell everybody like it is. Whereas Hillary Clinton and, and Joe Biden and all, that's one of the big reasons that Joe Biden is having a problem with Ocasio-Cortez right now is because he's pandering to the middle, uh, to the, uh, to the far left. He's pandering to the environmentalists and she's calling BS on him. She's saying, Joe Biden, that's BS. We've been watching you for the past 30 years struggle with an environmental message. We've been watching you for the past few years, and you are you are d- destroying the environment, and you're not helping it, and you're ignoring it. And you're when you had the opportunity to pass legislation to help the environment, you didn't. And now that you want the support of the environmentalists and the young millennials and all the all the uh, all the socialist wackos that she represents, you're pandering to us. People get it; they're not stupid. They're not stupid. Hillary Clinton didn't get the votes uh, that she wanted because a lot of the African-American community knew she was pandering when she said she had hot sauce in her purse or when she started talking with that accent. It's really I mean, it's really kind of pathetic. 855-765-1045. Vance on the west side. Hi, Vance. How are you? Good. Good. Hey, good, man. What do you want to say today? It's whatever you want Wednesday. So whatever you want to talk about, we will talk about. That's why I called. You ever notice when you're sitting there watching your TV and you've got the volume turned just right and then a commercial comes on for somebody's Chevrolet or soap or whatever and it's so damn loud it blows you right out of a chair. 
<laughs> and then he, he got to reach over and turn the volume down. And then when you turn it down and the program comes back on, you can't hear it. Because as soon as there's a commercial comes on, it's so damn loud you can't. You have to do something. Yeah, blows you out of your chair. Yeah, I You know what? I have. I've heard that before. I've heard people complain about that before. And I'm going to be honest with you. They probably do it on purpose so that you pay attention to the commercials. You're right, right. But are the engineers all sleeping? Are they they're not paying attention. I don't know. Uh, and, and I don't know how to get in touch with these guys because uh, I sure as hell don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can tell. I can tell. I'm sorry about that. That is that is probably some kind of marketing scheme that the TV companies. You know, look. Here's the thing. I just record all the stuff I watch and I fast forward through the commercials, and so I don't. I don't really. I don't really have that problem anymore. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five is our. We gotta take a quick break. It's whatever you want Wednesday. So today, whatever you want to talk about, that's what we're gonna talk about. Give us a call. Send us an open mic message because we'll be right back on News one zero four point five WOKV. By the way, there was a, a lot of lot of lot of internet news. Uh, speaking of the internet today, a Malaysian teen is believed to have jumped to her death after she took an Instagram poll of her followers and asked, "Really important. Help me choose death or life." Sixty-nine percent of the followers who answered chose death. So she jumped off the roof of a building and uh, killed herself. So. Interesting. You know, those polls aren't official. Like, you don't have to. The polls are just for fun. They're not official. You don't actually have to actually go through with it. 855-765-1045 is our number. 855-765-1045 is our number. Also, the, speaking of Instagram, they say that the U.S. birth rate is at an all-time low. But every time I go on Instagram, somebody's posting their baby bump with a photo that says 19 weeks. Or their baby, you know, is they're bringing them home from the hospital. It seems like everybody's having babies. Uh, Joel, Jack's Beach, how are you, Joel? Thanks for calling the Marquet Show. Hey, good. How are you today? Doing great. Uh, what would you want to say? Uh, well, I, I heard on the, the guy coming up after you today, the proper pronunciation for February is February. Yeah, February. So to pass along. That's right. Well, it's just like it's spelled. It's spelled R-U-A-R-Y, so it would be February. Exactly, but everybody says February. Yeah, I don't. The other, you know, the other one that trips people up is they always say it's like, uh, like with like diamond rings and things like that. Is they call it jewelry, but it's jewel. Right, right. Yeah, people. I did have a question for you. I, I'm sure you know the the wise sage you are. Um, <laughs> I'd heard a while back that Pluto was no longer a planet. Yeah. That we had eight planets, but then I heard that they changed their mind and they went ahead and made Pluto a planet. Yeah. But now it's whatever Wednesday. I figured I'd just ask that. Yeah, it's so funny you should mention that and bring that up, Joel, because we I was arguing with somebody here in the office about this just yesterday when we were talking about the moon. And she was talking about all the important scientific discoveries and how important it was for science for us to go and explore the moon, which, again, I think is a big waste of time and effort. And I pointed out the only thing, the only significant thing that scientists have done as far as astronomy and our solar system in the last couple of years is they declassified Pluto. So when I was a kid, there were nine planets. Right there were nine: Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, which still makes me giggle. Neptune and Pluto. Those were the planets. Then, about something like ten years ago or something, right before I had kids, they declassified Pluto, saying it was too small. Which we've all been taught size doesn't matter, but apparently, when you're a planet, it does. So they declassified it. All of a sudden, my kids are coming back from school learning that there's only eight planets. And I'm thinking to myself, what kind of idiot moron teachers do you have that are teaching you there's only eight planets? But I realized Pluto had been declassified. Now, after about five more years, they looked at it again and said, you know what? We were being mean. We're sorry. We apologize. You can be a planet again. That's fine. Just come on back. Just come sit with us. And they made Pluto a planet again. So because of all this ridiculousness, there's about an there's like a five or six year gap where Pluto was not classified as a planet. And if you look at textbooks or reports or articles, it'll say there are only eight planets in our solar system, when really we all know that there were nine. And that's the extent of what I believe scientists have done in the last 20 or so years as far as space exploration. 855-765-1045. I could be wrong. Larry from Jacksonville. How are you, Larry? Pretty good, Mark. How are you doing? Doing great. What do you want to say, sir? Well, I got a question for you. Yeah, Maybe yeah. you can figure this out or 
and do some research. Why is it that now we have all these people working, more more jobs than there are people, and Social Security still going bankrupt? Because they're still stealing money from Social Security. Oh, I understand that. Oh, okay. I understand that, but, 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 but I'm saying that people are making more money now these days. And, you know, uh, uh, back when, you know, when it first started, you know, people were only making, you know, 50, you know, 50 cents an hour or whatever it was. Yeah. And now people are making, you know, 20s and $30 an hour. You see what I'm saying? There, there should be more money in the in the system than, and I realize they're still stealing it, you yeah. know, and they're still taking it. But there's a, a heck of a lot more. And I guess they're just, are they just stealing more? Or? No. Okay. There's a couple. There's a, you're right that I do know the answer to this question. Couple things. First of all, they're stealing, which we've already covered. Uh, but right. another big, pro- big problem is people are living too damn long. They didn't expect when they started, you know, when they started Social Security, the average age that somebody lived to was something like 69 or 70. Right. Now, now right. people okay. are living into their 90s, and they didn't right. equate for that. So with you, you've right. got all these baby boomers. I mean, the baby boomers, they call the greatest generation, because not because they're all that great, but because there's so gosh darn many of them. And now not only do they have to pay all that Social Security to these baby boomers who all retired basically at the same time, but they're now living like 10 years, 12 years, 15 years longer than they're supposed to. They're supposed to die and they're not and because easy, easy now mark because i'm a baby boomer no i understand no we want we want you around so are my parents we want you guys we're not upset about that we're just saying there's no way to pay out the, the you guys will be fine but the generations that come afterward are screwed out of social security and there's nothing right. they can do to recoup that loss all right i understand that what i'm saying is just if just so many more people working there should be uh, and, and I, again i agree they could need yeah. to keep their hands out of it but uh, there's so many people more working, and then they're wanting to do these, you know, space explorations, and you know, spend billions and billions of dollars. They're going, you know, and the other planet. Why don't they take care of, you know, Medicare and Social Security and stuff like that? Well, I mean, again, that's a, it's just it, it's a, it's a big conglomeration of people who are taking. You know, it's like a run on the bank. If you if everyone went to the bank and withdrew all their money at the same time, the banks would go under. Uh, it's like in, it's like in, uh, what was that? Uh, it's a wonderful life when, uh, Mary and George Bailey are trying to go on their honeymoon. He goes, oh, just a minute, dear. There's something going on at the bank. And he goes in and he should, they have to use their, spoiler alert, they have to use their honeymoon money to save the building and loan. And they have $2 at the end of it. Same thing, but only think about that with social security. All the baby boomers are cashing out the system and there's no way that it can recoup, which is why social security is a horrible program. And it's and it's why people always say vouchers or let people invest or, you know, figure out a different method. But but there's never going to be a way to recoup that loss. And uh, and and your generation is fine. If you're on Social Security right now, my dad's going to get his Social Security unless he lives to be 150, in which case he may have a problem. Eight five. So I tell him, stop exercising, go eat some more cholesterol. You know, what's wrong with you? I want my kids to have Social Security, too. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four, five. Quick break. More of the Marque show coming up. I've got to get Mark K more time on the air. Be careful what you wish for, Jacksonville. You just might get it. We want us some Mark K. We're entertaining meets informative. You make it easier to go to work knowing I get to listen to you for two hours a day. Local stories, local issues. Just call it like it is. You are standing solid on truth. I love your show, brother. This is the Mark K Show on News 104.5 WOKV. I went to the Air and Space Museum the other day. And I couldn't believe it. There was nothing there. Yeah, I hate when that. <laughs> I hate when that happens. Uh, stars, uh, star, star, one zero four five is our number, or eight five five seven six five one zero four five, and it's whatever you want. It's been a weird whatever you want Wednesday, what with all of our technical difficulties. But we do have a bunch of people on the phone that want to talk about all kinds of things. This is Bill in St. Augustine. Bill, thanks so much for calling the Mark K Show. How are you? Hey, what's happening, Mark? Oh, nothing much. Just hanging out. What do you want to say, Bill? Well, uh, sad news there, friends and neighbors. Uh, uh, Social Security money was swept out of there and reallocated the minute it got there. Uh, Just some interesting things that can be looked up. Uh, Recipient number one, her name was uh, Ida Mae Fuller. Mm -hmm. Uh, In her entire working life, she put in about 22 bucks. By the time she died in Vermont in 1971, she had collected back about $26,000 in benefits oh wow so that's a little upside down yeah, no, uh, also, she, well, she got the she got the great end of the deal there yeah absolutely yeah. um so 
Uh, and also, if you take a look at a do a search for uh, image search for Social Security cards, and you look at the original old ones, and I'm not even sure specifically what date uh, this changed, but at some point uh, they got rid of the word account. <laughs> it used to say this account number has been established for, and it had your name. Now oh, right. it says this number has been. Now I'm no Esquire. But the, the word account is, is, I think, a pretty important word in that little uh, that little statement there. No, yeah, you're right about that. Meaning that there's no more money actually allocated to grow through natural means. That's a that, that interesting point. Hey, thanks so much for calling. We appreciate it. And there is no, I mean, there's no surprise that it's not been allocated correctly, and that there's no way that you know the woman who put in twenty two dollars should get twenty two thousand out at the end. Of, I mean, that'd be nice, but it, it's not supposed to work that way. Hey, uh, let's go to. Uh, Pat in Jacksonville. Pat, how are you? Mark, how you doing, buddy? Doing great, Pat. Your show. Oh, thanks. Uh, me too. What do you want to say Love about Social show. Security? Uh, on so well, Social Security, the gentleman just hit part of it. But again, all the illegals that come over and the refugees that Mr. Obama brought in, they all get Social Security. That's where they get their money from. They don't get it. They don't get it from anything else that comes out of the Social Security piece. Oh. They have Social Security cards. Yeah, look, I mean, the other. The other yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no I was, go ahead. Go no, ahead. no, you go ahead. <laughs> you you right. keep going. So that's why that's why that's why we don't have it. But the other part that I'm calling about, the greatest generation was born in the 20s and 30s, and they protected us and saved us from World War II. Okay. Okay. And and so and then the baby boomers were born in I think in the in the 50s sometime. Yeah, it was right after. Well, it was right after the war. That's well, why, because we were we were the, we were the kids of the greatest generation. Right. That's so what when you say the greatest generation is taken. Please, they're the only reason why I could live here and you can live here and you yeah. can be funny on the radio is because of those those guys. All right. Went and you're, stormed. No, yeah, you're right. You're right. About, all right. Hey, thanks so much for calling. We really appreciate it. Uh, star Star One Zero Four Five is the number. Star Star One Zero. Yeah, and I know that it was the baby boomers' parents who were the greatest generation. They're the ones that came home after the war, and they're like, hey, I've been away from war. Let's make some babies. Uh, Ray from Kingsland. How are you, Ray? Ray, you there? Ray's out. Yeah, I told you. It's a weird day today. Mark from St. Augustine. What's up? Hey, uh, people have been talking about, you know, the moon program, like, you know, it's just this big waste of money, but the cell phones that everybody's calling you on are a direct result of the Apollo program. The, the modular communications, the integrated circuit, which was invented because of the invention of the transistor, which was part of the invention that came from the miniaturization program, which was part of the Apollo program. Yeah, well. If we wait till everything is hunky-dory here in America before we launch, it'd be the same as if we waited to colonize America while we waited for Europe to get all hunky-dory before we left Europe. Well, the difference... still be in Europe. I mean, the, diff the, the difference there is that we're not going to the moon for the first time. We've been to the moon already. When they, you know, when they set out uh, from Europe with the, you know, when Columbus set out from Europe looking for the West Indies or the route to India, he was looking for riches and gold and things that were valuable, and that's all the stuff that he found, and that's why they continued to colonize the United States and beyond. What didn't happen when we went to the moon was we didn't find anything at all. And sure, cell phone technology, whatever. Uh, most cell phones today, by the way, stink. <laughs> Everyone, you can listen to this show for 20 minutes, and you can see that the cell phones they used probably for the Apollo mission sounded a lot better than half the people's cell phones today, and I don't understand that either. But we went to the moon. There was nothing there. There's there's no gold. There's no riches. Uh, you know, as of right now, it's very different than what they found when they when they set out to explore the new world. I mean, look, most exploration is done for economic gain. You know, we know that. That's why the British Empire was so big, because they could find spices and teas and things all over the world and exploit them for for riches. Um, but, you know, when we went to the moon, we came back and we we're like, wow, that was a lot of that was a whole lot of nothing. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four, five. Ann in St. Augustine. How are you, Ann? I'm good. Oh, good. What do you want to say? Well, I just wanted to mention, in case people are not aware, that there are two different types of Social Security. Mm -hmm. And that originally, the disabled individual benefits that were paid to people who paid into the program, mm -hmm. was that trust fund was raided when they began to do the supplemental security income program 
which is checks for people who have not actually paid into the fund at all. They huh. have not been employed. Right. So that money comes out, but it was never put in to begin with. I'm not saying we don't have a problem in terms of birth rate and who's paying for what and how many workers are supporting retired people. But I think that element made everything far worse in the 70s. I think it was around 1971 or two that that all happened. Yeah, they but, were. I mean, look, the, and, you, and you bring up a good point. Anna, and the fact of the matter is nobody planned Social Security properly. They didn't read, you know, they didn't look at the census data and the, and the birth rates and everything else. They didn't figure out, hey, we're going to run out of money because we have too many people and they're living too long and they're going to be accepting these benefits. And the longer that people live, we don't, we can't keep up with it. So it's, uh, I mean, it is basically a pyramid scheme. What, what Al Gore said about the lockbox, first of all, it was never going to happen. But it is, I mean, it's a Ponzi scheme. The people that are paying today, um, they're already getting paid out into the people that are still collecting benefits. And the only way to recoup that loss is by cutting benefits, which the government will not at all hesitate to do in the near future. Jim in Orange Park. Hey, Jim, how are you? Hey, buddy, how you doing? Doing good, man. What do you want to say? Hey, you know, uh, we took a ship from North Korea, and they they're want their ship back, and they're complaining and everything. I think we ought to make an even trade. Back in the 60s, they took the USS Pueblo from us, uh -huh. and it was in international waters. I think they ought to make a swap and, uh, you know, uh, you know, let's play fair. You know, you took a ship of ours. Uh, okay, let's go ahead and switch it. It's the only U.S. vessel to be still held by a foreign power. Hmm. And it's a tourist attraction in North Korea. Google it. All right, I will I will do that right after the show. 855-765-1045 is the number. 855-765-1045. Quick break. We'll be right back. It's the Mark K Show on News 104.5 WOKV. This is the Mark K Show. My name's Mark K. Thanks right, so much back. for joining me. Sorry. Oh, God. What is that? Oh, sorry. I was listening to, uh, I was sending Josh a link for a boat. And I think I have the, I think I have my computer, uh, logged on. But yeah, Josh is, uh, deciding to, um, he said that when he, when he, uh, retires, he wants to live on a boat, which I didn't know. And I said, why wait till you retire? That's like, that's the worst thing you get to talk about social security. Cause that's what people do. They always wait till they retire and then they live their lives that they always wanted to live. You should live your life now, gosh darn it. Uh, you know, don't worry, don't worry about the house. Live on the boat. Your kids will learn how to fish. They'll be fine. Kenny from the South Side. How are you, Kenny? Hey, good morning, Mark. Oh, good morning, Kenny. Yeah, I want to you... go back to the topic about tariffs and maybe a little about Mark Cuban. But the tariffs, I, this is such an important topic, Mark. Okay. Uh, okay. A lot of us don't really understand it all. So, you know, I, my recommendation to you is at least for a while, maybe like one hour a week, do a show on that or some version of that. I yeah. think uh, people will be very interested. I'd also love it if some of our state reps or something could be listening to the show and maybe even take some calls, you know, uh, directly aimed at them, you know, but we would know that they're, that they are listening. So, uh, but you know, the thing is, is it, it's so important that we have a, a balanced economy. And part of that is manufacturing and we are doing good, but there's probably some areas where we can improve. And the thing I would say is that, Yes, we're going to have to pay more for the products, but the money stays in the country. That's what we were, we've always been told. And there's a multiplier effect. I heard it was like six times that the money can multiply depending on, you know, who buys what or whatever. You maybe you've heard about that. Are you talking about the, are you talking about the tariffs? Uh, no, I'm talking about if you like say you buy a product made in America, right? Then the the money that was made from that product stays in the system, and it it goes through the system. It creates another job or it creates Correct. other wealth. Yeah, and you know, I mean, that's that's capitalism. You know, so right. uh, that's very important. And I, I just, you know, one of the first things you ever said when you came on the air was this topic about compulsory kind of a compulsory system where you know where people can sign up or i know mandatory is a hard word to take but i would be willing to bet a lot of people would be willing to sign up for some type of compulsory service if maybe they were to get a, a, a reduction in what they pay for school or whatever yeah but it would also help us with 
making products. And where are our prisoners? Why can't they help? There's a lot of stuff they could be doing, and they get to sit on the sideline and just, you know, cause us a lot of uh, expense. But yeah, look, there's a lot of – look, Kenny, hey, thanks so much for the call, man. A lot to process there. A couple things. First of all, uh, you're right. The tar- and we started the show today uh, talking about tariffs. So we went in, we had a, a, one of our very first open mic messages that we got today, as a matter of fact, um, was, uh, was this one right here. Hey, Mark. What exactly is a tariff? And so I went into a lengthy explanation about how tariffs are are basically where it, it's a way to, to keep it fair and to protect manufacturing jobs here in the United States. And before income taxes and anything else, tariffs were basically the way that we raised money and the way that we prospered as a nation. George Washington and Alexander Hamilton and John Adams and Madison and Jefferson were all pro-tariff. They all impose tariffs on other countries. And tariffs are not bad things. They're not scary things because you don't pay the money. You don't pay the tariff. The tariff is paid. I mean, if you if you buy something from China, for example, you will pay more for it. But the the two things you have to remember is, number one, China is not the only country that manufactures stuff. And number two, the China's, you know, the reason things are so inexpensive from China and the reason you can go buy crap from China is because the tariffs aren't there. You know, that's going to that's going to change a whole bunch of different aspects. Plus, the competition from other countries will make up the difference. So tariffs are not bad things. They're they're a legitimate way to drive impressive amounts of revenue. It's ways I mean, we've funded entire wars through uh, through imposing tariffs on countries. We've done all kinds of things to make sure that this country remains strong economically and doesn't get taken advantage of. And he's right about the taxes. When you buy something in the United States, uh, the worker who created that product is taxed. When you buy something in the United States, the uh, the business owner who hires that worker pays payroll taxes. When you purchase it, there's a sales tax. It's taxed over and over and over again. But when you buy something from China, it's taxed one time, and that's when you buy it. That's the only time that that item is taxed. The Chinese manufacturers and the Chinese business owners, they don't pay any taxes. They're basically making money off of America tax-free. That's why tariffs are there to even the playing field. The tariff is the tax that you pay on stuff and they don't. 855-765-1045. I got to take a break. (laughs) I got to take a 22-hour break. But uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Stay tuned for the news and Rush Limbaugh coming up next on News 104.5 WOKV. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.